Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com, because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy. What's up, everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercer. What's up, guys? This is Paul Verzi, and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! yeah. My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 316 for Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. What's going on, onesies? How are you guys doing? Are you having the best weeks ever? Are you having the best day of your life? Are you having the worst time? Man, I, uh, I hope that's not the case. What is the One Man Podcast? For anyone who's tuning in for the first time, they might even go, what the hell's a onesie? Uh, that's what I call my listeners. That is what I call the onesie nation. And... Uh, this podcast is me, a comedian, brand ambassador, earthling, Josh Williams, telling you what's going on with me personally, professionally, everything in between. It is what happened in my last week. And, uh, oh, I'm just getting comfortable in the old bedsy here, gang. I am recording with my laugh mic again, as I'm still getting ready for the moving process and everything like that. Uh, lots happened since I spoke to you guys last and uh, I'll tell you a bit about it. It's funny enough. I recorded the episode on, uh, I believe Sunday on my way home. And, uh, because Monday and Tuesday were so jam packed, I actually didn't get it produced and up until uh, Wednesday. And this week is no different. I'm recording this on Thursday afternoon, uh, already a day or so late. So I apologize for that. But as I've mentioned, I'm, I'm packing, I'm moving, um, a million last minute errands, things pop up every single day. I'm actually, uh, lots of stuff to tell you about guys about this week. I'll tell you about the just for laugh showcase. I'll tell you about the show I did in Quebec city, uh, some more stuff, but getting ready for the move. A couple of movies I watched while packing some stuff. Crystal's birthday happened. I got to see uh, my buddy, Mark. We spent some time together. I got a big tour coming up that I'm going to tell you guys about. Uh, what else? I'm posting a ton of stuff for sale, so I'll throw it out there. Cause I know a lot of my listeners are here in my hometown of Ottawa. So if there's anything that you may not have come across in your tour of uh, Facebook marketplace, maybe I'll throw it out there and find one of you guys that wants it. Of course, I'm headlining this week at absolute comedy on top of everything else. And I've had a few shows in already. So not even uh, sure where to kick it off. The reason I'm saying there's just a million things going on. I'll, uh, I'll just get into it and tell you guys about it. So let's start with the, um, let's start with the just for laughs showcase. How about that? Um, when I came back Monday night, I had a just for laughs showcase. I was hosting it as a matter of fact, and there's lots of comics who, um, you know, just a quick little background on what a showcase is in case I haven't mentioned it a thousand times already. What a showcase is, is, uh, basically the, the new booker. All right. It used to be Zoe. And I have an interview with Zoe, uh, in my podcast. If you look for the interview with Zoe Rabnett, Zoe used to be the talent, selector, talent coordinator, whatever you want to call it, booking agent. Uh, it was a long title and it's in that episode. Zoe's job was to, sorry, I got my lav mic on here, but it's like with the beard, I'm telling you the beard like comes right over it like a drape. So finding a place to stick it so that it can actually be heard is, uh, is difficult at times. So I'm going to sit here and just hold the clip. 
um, you know, and, uh, and see how that works out. But um, effectively, when you're showcasing, like there's there's other names for it, but generally speaking, the industry term is showcasing, is like the talent uh, coordinator will like reach out to the clubs in the city and be like, hey, I'm going to come to Ottawa. I want to book a night where you, you know, put on your best uh, people for me and let me know who you think I should be looking at, uh, who I should be considering for the Just for Laughs Festival or for my American listeners, the Montreal Comedy Festival, as you guys call it. Um, the whole idea with the showcasing is you go out, you do like your best kind of like six, seven minutes and it's just recorded and taken away for their consideration. It's one of the shittiest things about doing stand up or whatever is the whole like showcasing. There's, there's a million different ways to showcase too. Like sometimes you'll call up a club, uh, you know, that's never seen you before. Say, Hey, is it okay if I, you know, showcase for the owner? The whole idea is it's just basically like a, like a demo, an audition, whatever it is. Right. So like for myself, if I was to go to a club I've never been to before, I'd reach out and be like, Hey man, is it cool if I showcase for a man specifically? I, I always assume it's a guy and no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'd be like, Hey there, uh, is it possible for me to be able to showcase for one of the owners? Um, you know, as the owner in or the booker, whoever, whoever does your talent, you know, selection, um, is it possible for me to come out and do like a showcase spot? And generally speaking, showcase spots are not paid. So everybody on this just for laugh showcase was like people from the Ottawa area. And apparently this, they were doing, uh, five shows in the Ottawa area. Uh, two at absolute comedy, a couple at the, each of the different yuck yucks rooms. And there's another club as well. And, um, and of course comics from all over the city. Like we have lots of great talent in Ottawa. So there was room for like so many comics to get on these showcase shows, uh, for this new guy, Neil Bensel is now, uh, the talent booker, whatever for just for laughs for the Canadian side. Uh, Zoe is no longer with just for laughs. And so, uh, and I, and I don't know why I'm not, you know, just dismissing. I, I I really don't know why Zoe's not there anymore. I found out like when I was asked to, to showcase the show that it's like, yeah, then you'll meet the new guy. I'm like, Oh, it's not Zoe anymore. Like news to me. So, um, basically, uh, I was asked if I wanted to host the showcase. So I too, I guess can be seen sort of a little bit of my talent or whatever it is, but I'm hosting. I don't really feel pressured into like, Oh, what's my six minutes. Not to mention, I don't really have anything that I want to showcase right now. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's the same, you don't really showcase for, uh, like late night. It's more of like sending in a cell, like a, a clip or whatever you reach out and be like, Hey, I got this clip. love to be considered for whatever. Da, da, da. It's like a, in the industry for acting, they call it a self tape where they might be like, you know, sometimes like if you can't make it to an audition, they'll send you the sides, which are the lines and be like, Hey, you're working in a bar and you're this, and here's the lines. And you'll basically like set up a video camera and be like, my name is so-and-so and I'm, you know, auditioning for the part of da da da, da And this is my self tape. And then you just start doing your lines, your, your whatever. Um, but the whole idea is, uh, not the whole idea. Sorry, gang. I'm a little tired. I, I really am burnt out. I'm actually getting kind of scared with this move coming up because I'm like, I'm getting burnt out on days where I'm not doing a whole hell of a lot. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you about yesterday and today on the next episode as, as that's how it works. Supposed to be from Wednesday to Tuesday that I'm telling you about, but, um, just so much going on. It's, 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 uh, it's getting a little, getting a little overwhelming. Um, I can, I can tell you guys about that stuff when I get to, it. we're trying to talk about it just for last guys showcase here. So I hosted, uh, lots of great comics. It was, um, interesting enough, um, on the way to Ottawa from Montreal dudes train, like apparently there was a fire on the tracks. He got stuck. So he was messaging me saying like, Hey, are you, is it possible for you to like tell everyone to like tape their sets? I might not make it tonight. I was like, what the fuck called Jason? 
And I'm like, I'm like, doesn't sound like he's going to make it, man. He says he's been trying to call you. And he's like, yeah, Jason's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm drunk. I'm drunk or whatever. He was, he was off golfing somewhere or something. And he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm way too drunk, but you know, see what you can do to try to get him in whatever. So like the whole time it was like, oh, the guy's not going to fucking make it. Um, he ended up making it on time, but it was just so funny. Um, the comics too, I think, uh, Kamar had showcased the week before and apparently this guy was telling all the comics, Hey, listen, like you guys are all good enough to do just for laughs. Like you're all good enough, but it's a business. And, uh, you know, unless you have like a, you know, a hundred thousand followers or whatever the number was, he said, um, they're not going to book you. Like the whole idea is now is you need followers, you need likes and whatever. So that, you know, if we book you, we know we bring your people, which, in the industry, I have to say, I respect that level of honesty. Like, I don't respect the fact that, like, that's how it works. Like, this not, you know, you either have to be so huge, like, like, like you're already a name, uh, you know, without the social media, or you have to be, uh, like, you have to have a shitload of followers so that the, the festival will feel like putting you on is going to make the money, which I get from a business decision. It's just kind of like, oh, it sucks that you can't just be funny anymore. It's not just like, hey, we'll we'll put on a, a, a festival. Like that's how just for last used to be. It was like, it was the just for last festivals. And you know, if that you you went, you were going to see good stand up comedy, um, you know, and then they'd have the odd name too, right? Like they bring in the big names for sideshows, um, like, like their own sort of show with that person. But like the gala shows where you see like a bunch of different comics doing like 10 minute sets, like that's, that didn't matter. If you bought a ticket to the just for laughs gala, it didn't matter if you knew who the people were, they were going to be good. And then that sort of changed, at least from what I've seen. But, uh, now I guess it's that they want the, the name to be the, the real draw, everybody doing the shows. They want those, those names to be the draw. Um, they did a year where they had like, uh, YouTubers, um, on stage. It's like, Oh, we'll get, we'll get people's favorite YouTubers. The only thing with YouTubers is, is that they're not used to performing live. They can, they can do a million takes and they can edit it and they can get the final part they want. So my understanding, I never saw the result of that, but so many people who'd seen it were like, it was, it was terrible. Um, you know, I'm sure the YouTubers had practiced something, but again, that's not their medium. You know what I mean? Um, they're not used to like doing live performances on stage and then being like, okay, it's like, all right, guys, make sure you reach down there and click that button, smash that, smash that bell, whatever, all that shit. Um, anywho, um, I'm all over the map guys. And I do apologize for that. The showcase went well. I had a really good time doing stand up comedy. I did particularly well. Uh, you know, everyone did go in the show, um, chatted with the guy briefly afterwards and, uh, seemed like a nice enough guy. Just, uh, it was just kind of like, for me, it was just a show. Um, yeah. I don't expect to, to get anything from it. I think I did great. Um, but again, based on what he was saying to other people, it's like, you know, if you don't have the followers, you're not, you're not getting the festival, then I'm, uh, I'm not getting the festival. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't spend a lot of time trying to amp up my social media. So, uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, then the next day, Tuesday, I, uh, I drove to Quebec city, which is three hours past Montreal. So it was a five hour drive there and a five hour drive back. Uh, and I stopped in Montreal on the way to pick up my good buddy, Joey Elias. Uh, it was great. We were doing like a, um, first nations chief of police association, like awards dinner. So, uh, it was all sorts of different, uh, chief of police in different, uh, first nations areas around the, uh, the, the, the country. Um, 
it was it was a long day, guys. I'm not gonna lie. Like left pretty, you know, left around lunchtime. Uh, picked up Joey in Montreal. I love Joey. Joey's been good to me. I think I talked in the last episode about like how much you know Joey's done for me. Um, we just got to catch up, shoot the shit, you know. So like two hours by myself. Pick up Joey. Three hour drive in was good. We went to the Hilton in Quebec City. So we really didn't get to see Quebec City because Quebec City is supposed to be beautiful, but didn't really see a whole hell of a. It was kind of like come off the highway, drive a few blocks, and then you're at your location. But uh, it was. Uh, it was a, I mean, the, the Hilton was gorgeous and, uh, you know, Joey and I sat and we had these really nice, like lattes, like probably one of the best lattes I've ever had in my life, uh, at the, uh, the, the restaurant in the lobby waiting for this thing to start because we didn't get there crazy late. Uh, well not late. We didn't get there crazy, uh, early, but early enough that it was like, it's too early to just be like, okay, we'll stand around. Uh, we're probably there an hour early. So uh, had lattes, met up with Pierre bro, the other comic on the show. And that was, that was crazy. Cause there was photographers everywhere taking pictures. Of these guys, they were in full dress uniforms, medals everywhere. Like really, uh, really decorated officers at this event. And I guess they'd been doing things all day. There was, I, I really couldn't even tell you, but the, the itinerary was literally like comedy show and then other things going on dinner and stuff like that afterwards. But they were still kind of filtering into the room when, uh, when the show started. And so it was like, uh, you know, instead of them being like, Hey, you guys ready to do the show? We'll give it a few more minutes, get everyone sitting down, whatever. It was kind of like, these guys were just kind of like, they were standing outside in the lobby first, getting their pictures taken in front of flags and everything like that. And like so many pictures taken. I don't mean the entire group, like a class photo. I mean, like the photographers would have like each one of the guys standing there by themselves. And then they'd invite like one other dude over or two other guys to take some pictures with them. And then, you know, switch those people out. And it was just like, it was so much photography and things like that going on that I was like, okay, um, you know, are these guys going to be ready in time for the show? So I don't know what the rest of the day was. Apparently other things like speeches and meetings and stuff like that. So these guys have been at it all day. I get on stage and it's like, how are you guys doing? Thank you so much for inviting us. We're doing like nothing. And then, uh, you know, really appreciate what you guys do. Like I know police take a lot of shit, especially nowadays. I also, here's the thing. I was also under the impression that it was a clean show. So I'm just saying like, and I know you guys, you know, you guys take a lot of grief and things like, like I'm not, I just said shit. I did not say shit at the time. I was like, I know you guys take a lot of grief, you know, police are under fire, whatever. And it's like, you know, the, the bad apples, you know, make it even harder for you guys who are just trying to do your job. So, you know, my grandfather was a police officer. I've always had respect for police. Uh, you know, thank you for, for, you know, what you do. And I appreciate that, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was just a nice little, like whatever, nothing like no, like clapping or no, like no, even audible. Thank yous. Like everybody in the room just looked exhausted. And I was like, well, this is rough. So I, I ate my balls for like a good 10 minutes, maybe at least what I felt like I wasn't bombing, but I really wasn't doing well. I was getting like chuckles here and there. They seem tired. So I, I win them over just a little bit. And then I bring up Pierre bro to, to, to do like an opening spot. Pierre's doing bits and Pierre's dropping a little bit of profanity, not a lot, but a little bit, you know? And you're like, oh, uh, okay, well, no one seems to be getting angry and they're, they're opening up a little bit. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to come back and do it. So I, I go back up like, like, just like I'm hating my life. I'm like, I'm going to kind of go up here and do a few minutes before I bring Joey up. But went up, I told a joke, got them laughing. Uh, I still didn't swear, but I told uh, an older joke that I don't really do that much anymore because, you know, I'm trying to work my muscles creatively, but it, uh, 
it went well. I got them laughing, brought up Joey. Joey was just doing, you know, he did great. And, and he, but he was using, you know, profanity and talking about some subject matter that I thought was like, oh, it's not for this event. Nobody complained. Nobody said anything. And once we got off stage, we're all like, you guys were great and blah, blah, blah. It's just, fuck, I wish we'd heard that when we were up there. You know what I mean? So it felt like work. Um, it was a great pay, but it felt like work. Um, I certainly, like, I certainly wouldn't have wanted to do that for, for less than what I got paid, but, it was fine. Like I said, the best part of my day was hanging out with my buddies, shooting the shit, driving around. But that was a gig where I was like, ugh. And I'm so glad, guys. I really have to tell you, it's been a minute since I've done stand-up comedy. So having done that showcase the night before and just doing so well on it, like, like I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I got off. Like, Monday night, I left stage feeling like I was fucking, you know, million bucks. So I needed that before this show because like i said i felt like i ate my balls on the chief of police association dinner uh just with the amount of work that it was but um yeah so monday just for laughs tuesday first nations and that's what happened you know before the last episode dropped but here it is on this episode um i also want to say that like i got to hang out with my buddy mike Mike, Jesus Christ. I'm reading sort of a different, different line here. Got to hang out with my buddy, Mark, Mark, one of the onesies, uh, a good pal of mine. Um, Mark's a great dude. I, uh, reached out to him because the new place where we're getting a new living room TV. And I'm like, you know what? My vehicle is not big enough to get it. So I reached out to Mark. I was like, Hey buddy, do you have a vehicle? So we got to shoot the shit, have some laughs together, whatever. He, he helped me pick up, uh, pick up a TV from Costco, drop it off at Crystal's. Um, it was really good to hang with him and not to cut it too, too short. I just, uh, the way the afternoons go and it looks like I might have to get, uh, get ready for the show sooner than I thought. I got so much to talk about, but I just wanted to give a little shout out to Mark. It was nice to spend a, a bit of time with him doing more of this moving prep. Cause there's lots of stuff going on with the move. So I'll, I'll try to, to get all that stuff knocked off, uh, real quick. I, I, this is literally just recount of what's going on this week, guys. The busier it is, the less, mm, more there is to tell you guys. I got some fun stuff to tell you. I'm really excited to tell you about in this episode, but I'm just trying to make sure that like I hit all these notes, but for, you know, quick little shout out to Mark. Thank you for fucking hanging out with me and helping me out, pal. I appreciate that. Um, what else? Um, the move stuff guys, that's getting a little, uh, little hectic because, um, Crystal and I are, oh, we went shopping too. I didn't even put that on this list. Jesus Christ. Or did I? Yeah, I did. Um, the, uh, we, we can't like, we can't work with the new space, not because we're not there. One of the issues that we're having is that we are trying to decide what are we selling and what are we taking with us? And the, the reason we're having a difficulty with that is that we don't have a floor plan of the new place. And we asked for dimensions. We asked for dimensions last Monday. So quite honestly, the, the just for laughs showcase day, we crystal sent an email saying, Hey, we really like to get, uh, you know, the dimensions so we can figure out like what we're, what we're bringing, what not. And our, our realtor was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get those for you, you know, today. Um, a week later, we still don't have them. Like, like on Tuesday of this week, I, I called the guy. I was like, dude, we need measurements. And he was like, oh yeah, let me, let me send them to you as soon as I get off the phone. And he sent us this like one page. It wasn't a floor plan. It was just like a one page thing that just said like the dimensions of the room, but it's difficult because like, sometimes you're like, oh, I want to put a desk by this wall, but like how high is the window? You know what I mean? Like, is the desk going to be sitting against the windowsills and be covering some of the desk? Sometimes you want to put up shelves. And if you don't know where the window is in relation to the wall, like, like all sorts of shit that like a floor plan would be really, really helpful. Um, and we like, we just finally got dimensions, but it's not really enough for, for what we need. 
Um, so the, the difficult thing is that like, we're only going with pictures based on, you know, when the first place was first built. And, and since we've been in there, there's been, you know, things that have gone up, there's been a little bit of damage in some places that they say they're going to fix, but a big one is crystal and I, you know, because it's not really far from our place. Every now and again, we give it a little drive past to see, you know, Hey, are they still there? Because they had like a basketball net laying down on, you know, in the driveway and a hockey net up against the garage. So it was like, you know, they don't really seem to be moving because all that shit's still just sitting in its place. So, uh, when I called the guy, this, uh, this, what do you call it? Uh, Tuesday, right? Cause Monday was the holiday. I wanted to, you know, I don't want to bother someone on holiday. I go, Hey man, we need the dimensions. Also need to know what the hell is going on with these people. Cause they were telling us that we were going to get in early. And now we're like, well, at the end of this weekend, like if they're moving on the weekend, like we're going to get one or two extra days. That's it. Right. Like there's, there's, there's shit to do. And, um, like really no movement. We, we drove by. So I went by the other day and I saw that the, the hockey net and the, the basketball net were gone and the cars were in the driveway. So I was like, oh, maybe they're gone. I did a quick little turn in, uh, drove in, parked the car. And I went up to the door to like, you know, see if maybe it was empty. Like, Hey, maybe there's some good news coming. And then like dog starts barking. And I was like, oh, okay. So knock on the door. Nobody answers. I guess they were gone. But, uh, speaking with the realtor, he was saying that like, oh, they're going to like, they're, they're delayed because they can't get the keys to their new place. And I was like, well, they better be out, you know, come the first, cause we're moving in. Like, I don't know what's delaying their keys, but if they don't have their keys, like he's like, no, no, they should be moving this weekend. The, the, you know, repair guys are coming in this week to do all the repairs. Cause it was kind of like, once they get out, there's some like ceiling stuff that needs to be fixed. And that's going to be like drywall and sanding and stuff like that. Um, and they're like, Oh no, no, all that's going to be fixed by the time you guys come in. So it's stressful, but like I said before, we're, we're not in a position where we can do much about it. Like I I've bought uh we bought a dining room set that from, you know, off of uh Facebook marketplace and we're waiting for, you know, I, I paid the people a little extra to hang on to it for us until we get our moving vehicle. Um, lots, lots going on. And, um, it's just, it's tough because we want to get in there. Crystal and I went shopping for some stools. Our new, uh, kitchen has like a, like, you know, I don't know what the fuck you call it. An eat at Island or whatever, or a, a sitting, a sit in kitchen. I don't know what the fuck you call it. Um, but you sit, you, we needed a couple chairs to be able to sit up at the, you know, the counter. Uh, of the island in the kitchen, just if somebody wants to have a bowl of cereal, shoot the shit. Um, so we went to uh, a, we went to a few different places, looked around at some of those. We ended up picking some up. We also saw these like really awesome, like animal prints. Uh, Crystal and I are both like kind of animal people, and we saw this like really long, you know, like maybe a foot tall, but like four or five feet, you know, tall or long, uh, like picture of a bear sleeping. Like he's just like passed out on the ground. Um, cool picture. I like the muted colors of it or whatever. And I was like, Oh, big sleep bear. I go, imagine that like just right over the headboard in our bed is big sleeping bear. And she's like, I love it. And then we looked over, we saw like a bear in a bathtub. And I was like, that's also funny. Um, you know, she liked it too. I was like, just imagine like every room just has like a bear, but like telling you what you do in it. Like this bear sleeping because it's the bedroom. This one's having the bathtub because the bathtub, like it was, we picked up some different art stuff that we liked. Uh, you know, we, we really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, but it was like kind of enjoying a little bit of this moving process, but I, I gotta tell you right now, guys, so many people know I'm moving and everybody keeps asking me if I'm excited and I'm excited, uh, for the new place to be settled in it. But right now it's nothing but stress. There's no movement. Um, you know, I have a room here at Jay's and like for me to start packing, I, I can't, 
I can't pack right now because every box I fill would just be in my way. Like there's nowhere to put them. You know, the, the living room right now is full of like assets and cases of things for events that I have coming up. So it's just like, there's no room for shit. Um, so I want to get into the new place so I can, you know, start moving things in there. I can disassemble shelves, put them back up and, and, you know, start putting my things back together. Um, it's, it's just stressful. It's really stressful. And it's like every day I'm like, there's so much I want to be able to do. And I just, I just can't until we get the keys. The guy was saying, don't worry, you'll have the keys by the 31st. And it's like, oh, fuck off, dude. Like need them so much earlier than that. Um, yeah. So guys, just, that's what we're, we're going, going with. Um, I'm also posting a ton of shit on, uh, on Kijiji and, uh, or whatever the fuck, uh, Facebook marketplace. So I'm just going to throw it out there guys. If there's anything, uh, that you might be interested in just, uh, you know, like I said, my local onesies are like, Oh, like I totally picked that up a few. Uh, I got a guitar for sale. It is an Epiphone guitar. I paid 200 and change for it. Plus like a, I bought like a $50, I guess what my buddy called a gig bag, uh, shout out to Chad, who was like, Oh, it's a gig bag. I thought it was just, you know, it was a guitar case. I wanted a case for it. So, uh, that thing never got played. I bought it, uh, you know, maybe tuned it once and then like dicked around on it for a few minutes. And then it just went back in the case in the closet and that's where it lived. It was one of those things where I'm like, Oh, the pandemic, I have time. I'll, I'll learn how to play guitar again. And like, just it didn't happen. Um, and right now, you know, with everything we got going on and stuff to buy and whatever, like there's, uh, I don't need, uh, I don't need stuff. So, uh, if anyone needs a guitar, it's probably a good 300. It's also got like spare strings and all sorts of other stuff, big bags of guitar picks, whatever, uh, probably well over 300 bucks. I'm selling it for 200. It's a guitar that's never been played and has everything that you need to get started. So if I have anybody who's interested in that, let me know. I got three bottles of Ardbeg scotch. I have the 10 year old, the NO and the Yugadale. Um, the 10 is relatively easy to find, but the other two are quite difficult. Um, so if you're a whiskey person, one of my people and you're like, you know what? I wouldn't mind a couple great bottles, uh, in my collection. I visited the Ardbeg distillery in, uh, February of 2020, right before the pandemic. It is phenomenal whiskey, uh, phenomenal scotch, uh, you know, and, and some bottles that are a little hard to find. I am not selling them at any level of profit. I'm literally just selling them at retail. Uh, just the added bonus for you is that you don't have to go looking for it. It's, uh, it's not hard to find. Like I said, the 10 is hit or miss, whether it's in stock, but Yugadale and NO are very hard to find, uh, lately. So, um, you can find all three, one spot. It's $425. Um, but for onesies, I'd probably do 400, but Either way, I actually had somebody who was supposed to pick that up, who was like, he reached out to me. He's like, Hey man, do you have any more scotch? And I, I, you know, put those ones out to him and, uh, he's like, Oh my God, done. I'll take them. And then he's like, uh, let's, you know, I, I, she's like, when can I pick them up? And I was like, well, I'm, I'm out of town this week, but I'll be back next week. I think it was when I was in Vegas. I was like, I'm going to be in Vegas. I leave for Vegas tomorrow, but like, I'll, I'll give it to you when I come back. And he's like, great, let's chat. And then I come back and he's like, man, I'm super busy this week. Let me, let me, let's figure it out for next week. I was like, no problem. He's bought whiskey on me before. And then the following week, ghosted. When I was like, "Hey man, what time this week works for you?" Nothing. The next week, I was like, "All right, look man, if you're not interested, it's totally okay." Uh, but just let me know if you're still interested. And uh, and nothing, which kind of sucks. I guess that kind of sucks when it happens. But he's like, he's seen the messages. That's the thing with Facebook, right? Is it shows you if someone's seen the messages. So he's seen it. Uh, he's just not responding. So whatever. So I figured I'd throw it out to the universe and see if anybody was interested in the uh, the art bag. Uh, I bought a glass bong. I don't know why I bought it because it had a wolf on it. It was gorgeous. It was a very nice mosaic wolf. Uh, really great. I think the company's called Red Eye or something like that, but a really nice like glass 
uh, company's nice big bong uh, with a with a mosaic wolf on it. It retailed for about 125. I'm selling it for 70. If anyone's interested, I got a, a stack of board games that I'm getting rid of. Some fun games. Uh, nothing. I'm not gonna list them all. And then finally, Crystal and I have like a dining room table and chairs uh, that we're selling because we bought a new one. And this dining room table, it's uh, it's not in rough shape, but uh, it definitely has a few little scratches on the top, whatever. It's a lighter wood. Uh, it has a folding leaf that actually stores in the table. So just like you open it up, it folds together, slides underneath, and then closes back up. Um, and then like four nice wooden chairs. Uh, if you guys know anybody who's looking for like a fucking cheap table, we're literally selling it for like a hundred bucks. Um, it's worth way more, but uh, but I've had it for a while. It was time to upgrade. So just again, it's something we're not moving. So if we can get a few bucks for it, we're happy to do that. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I've got that out of the way. Sorry, gang. I'm just trying to bang it out here. Um, one more thing this last week is uh, I'd ordered some HelloFresh meal kits. I was doing a, a promo for HelloFresh and I was just like, you know what? Maybe we'll, we'll get a discount. Maybe it'll make our lives easy during the move. Um, it was fine. I made, uh, I think I made three of them. Crystal made one of them. And I just noticed for the ingredients and the price, it wasn't really great. So HelloFresh is a meal kit, like for my American listeners, like Blue Apron or whatever. Um, but there's three big brands here in Canada. There's uh, Good Food, which Jason orders every week. The, the, the brand is called Good Food. And then the other two are HelloFresh and Chef's Plate. And they're both owned by the same company. So HelloFresh owns Chef's Plate, if I'm not mistaken. But you basically get like a brown paper lunch bag with like, you know, vegetables and shit in it. And a lot of, of little plastic packages of spices. If there's like something that calls for like sour cream or cream cheese, it's like, you know, those little peanut pack, peanut, peanut package, peanut butter packages they give you at breakfast rip the top off and whatever. It's like little packs of that of like sour cream or, or cream cheese. So it's already like pre-made from some other company. And you're, you're sitting there and you're like, okay, well, this is costing me like $12 a meal. Not, sorry, sorry. Very different. Not per meal per portion. So we did four portions. And so you're paying like 48 bucks for a meal, like $50 to make it yourself and it's coming with like pre-portioned sp- spice packets, everything like that. And like, it's, it's not worth it. Uh, we did like a tortellini, which tasted fine, but I could have gone to Costco for 10 bucks and bought the, the tortellini and, and then, you know, another 10 bucks and I would have had the pesto sauce that went on. And for $20, I would have got the meal that cost me 40, you know what I mean? And it would have been a little bit more simplified than I just add the pesto. I would have even had more pesto. I probably could have done it twice in all fairness, because Costco sells two big packages of tortellini. So I could have done the same meal twice for half the price. That's not a good thing to me. Um, they also had like a, like a Tex-Mex bowl where it was like rice, uh, seasoned meat, you know, a little bit of guac, uh, and, uh, and some feta cheese sprinkled on it again at $48. Could have bought a spy, uh, uh, a pound of beef, a package of spice, whatever, right? You know, uh, taco spice, rice, and then you know, uh, a little bit of guacamole. It would have been cheaper. So this whole like, oh, it's it's like it's like it takes all the guesswork out of it, and you and you, you know, it's per portion and it's healthy. It's like, eh, you're still sending me pre-made like cream cheese packages. You're still sending me pre-made like pre-made guacamole packages. Like these are going to have a little bit of preservatives in them. You know what I mean? We're not making everything fresh just because I chopped an onion and, uh, and, and diced up a carrot and zucchini doesn't mean that the whole meal was fresh. So, um, having done those meal kits, I wouldn't recommend them. Um, 
they they took a long time to make and and just with everything else going on it was a little bit stressful i would have preferred to spend the 50 dollars on takeout uh if i'm being completely transparent so uh cannot recommend them uh and probably wouldn't be doing it again um crystal's birthday was uh sunday and that's the day we went shopping whatever i spent some day with my lady and uh we, we did sort of like a farewell to her house. Uh, she's lived where she's lived for 15 years. And, uh, on the Saturday it was kind of like, Hey, we're going to invite everybody over and, you know, we can all just share little memories of what we've enjoyed at this house and, and this and that she's, she's amazing. I love her. She's always looking for nice, like sentimental fun activities and stuff like that. So, um, basically, uh, you know, uh, picked up some pizzas and invited everybody over a good 20 people there. My parents were there. Her parents and family were there. Some neighbors that have been friends of the family for a long time. And, uh, and she, we did this activity where it was like a, you know, a Mason jar and paper and you'd like write down a memory, fold it up and put it in the jar. And I thought it was just like a souvenir for her. But like later on, we, we took all the memories out and we passed the jar around. Everyone would pull one out, read it. And the person would identify who it was, but we'd have some like nice little nostalgia together. Um, had drinks, uh, there was a lot of drinks going around that night. So it, it was, it turned into quite the little party and it was nice to have everybody sort of enjoying themselves and, and indulging, if you will. Um, it was nice having everybody together. It was, it was a really good time. Like it, it was, uh, the least stressed out we've been in a little while. So I think the alcohol took the edge off that, but it's, it's been a lot of work and, uh, I'm glad that we're, we're at the end of it for the time being, or no, at the end of it, it's fucking far from it. I'm glad that I'm glad that we had an opportunity to, uh, to enjoy. Ooh, the battery's red. I don't know what that means gang. Um, yeah, that's, that's what distracted me. I'm looking at my little handheld recorder and I see the, the battery's red. So any second I can lose you. So yeah, crystals party, good time enjoyed whatever. I'm going to take this opportunity to do a quick stop, change the batteries and get us back in business. And we're back. Um, so yeah, I, uh, what else, what else we got going on guys? I, uh, told you I was posting shit loads of stuff. Uh, I can tell you how the first show went this week. Uh, Tuesday night would have been the first show, uh, was what would have been contained in that. It was a fine show. It was a, it was a pro-am night at absolute comedy. I was headlining, so I didn't have to host, didn't have to warm them up. Didn't have to be a quick little act in between. Got to sit back, relax and do the headlining thing. Um, show went okay. There was a really drunk table. Uh, to the left, they got, you know, drunk as the night went on. And sadly, something I'm noticing a little bit here and there, it happened when I was hosting for Henry Sir some time ago is a uh, bit of an issue with the servers. Uh, I don't know if it's one server in particular. It just happened to be like that same server um, or, or what? Cause I didn't even know who was serving these guys, but these guys were drunk at the table, a uh, bunch of bro dude types with like some old guy who was the company. Like, like it was a staff party about, about, I would say realistically about eight or nine guys, all of them wearing t-shirts, hat backwards. It wasn't a warm night, but it was just kind of like, okay, they're all wearing like thongs, sandals and, uh, and, and shorts and t-shirts. So it's like super mid midsummer attire for a night. That's like a little cool. You didn't need a jacket, but you wouldn't want to wear a t-shirt and shorts. And so basically I was going, um, I, I, like I was on stage and these guys were already kind of like saying shit and interrupting. I was watching, they were interrupting other comics in the show. So I get up there and I'm like, what's going on with you guys? You know what I mean? Like you guys are, you guys are, you know, saying shit. I'm like, what's going on here? Oh, you know, uh, they're all trying to be funny. It wasn't working. 
And I go, what, what the fuck do you guys do? Um, sorry, I, I was mentioning that there seems to be an issue with the servers over serving people. Um, and what I mean by that is like, um, are they shit faced and can't walk? No. And are, were these guys like hammered? Unlikely. But the thing is once comics on the show have to keep telling guys to like be quiet and stuff like that, that's where you don't keep serving them alcohol. I understand for the servers are like, they want the biggest bill possible because it means a bigger tip theoretically. But at some point you're like, you're so drunk, you're ruining the show. You know what I mean? And at one point, the the owner, who's an older guy, gray hair, whatever, gets up and he, he's the one who thought he was the funniest of everybody. He was right next to the stage, interrupting constantly, gets up and stumbles off. And I assume he's going to the bathroom. What a big deal. Comes back and he's got like a hurricane glass, um, a large cocktail glass for anyone who doesn't know what that is, uh, you know, with booze in it. And it's like. Like we have table service at the club. So like, you don't need to go anywhere to get booze. In fact, if you want over to the bar, they're like, Hey, what table yet? We'll come take your order. You know, we'll bring you the drink. No, no. He, he managed to get served and they gave him his glass. Like, like normally they'll say, we'll take your order, but we'll bring you the drink when it's ready. No, no. He just stayed, got his drink, comes back to the table. I'm like, Oh, isn't that great? Cause like, ah, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Oh, isn't that great that you left and came back with more alcohol. I go, yeah, we're all smart serve certified here. Like it was, it was a little frustrating because I'm starting, I, I think it's the second time in as many times as I've been at absolute comedy that it's like, um, we're not being mindful of like, okay, they're starting to get a little disruptive. Let's, let's cut them off. It's like, no, Hey, you know, like, Oh, he came over to get a drink. Yeah. Let's get him another drink. Like the show is more important than, than that one guy getting a drink. Um, so it's a little, it's a little frustrating. Um, but I want to say that the, uh, these guys, I'm like, what do you guys do? And they're like, oh, white, like, like I made fun of them cause they were all in shorts and sandals. Like, what do you guys run a fucking surf shop or whatever? And I was like something boards. I'm like, oh, you guys sell boards? Like, yeah. I'm like, what? Skateboards, surfboards. What do you sell? And then they're like, no, like, like, like whiteboards. And I was like, whiteboards. And they're like, yeah, like dry erase. I'm like, oh, you literally sell. I go, you guys sell whiteboards, dry erase. You go, don't, don't do black, but no, no, no blackboards, just the whiteboards. And I was like. That's insane to me that this company has more than one employee. You know what I mean? I'm like, and apparently they were like all the sales guys. I'm like, how the fuck, how, how, how is there that many like whiteboards that are in need that, you know, and I was just, it was like, you know, I got a couple of laughs out of the crowd, but they were very disruptive. It made the first show work. I did well as did the comics in the show, but it was just like, rather than like this, this other warm crowd that was like super cool. Instead of that, we had everybody kind of like the, even the audience members were like telling these guys to shut up at one point, but they were so drunk. Like, you know, it's really hard to expect a drunk to be on their best behavior. You know what I mean? So it was a little, little tough in that regard, but we got through the, the show went fine and, uh, and onwards and upwards to the next one. All right. A couple more things. I don't even know what time I started talking. It seems like it's about an hour now. I was really th thinking this uh, episode would take a long time, but uh, again, it's been a little, a uh, little rough trying to get everything coordinated to, to get this podcast up and out. Um, so before I tell you guys the big, uh, big news, um, still headlining at absolute comedy all week, call 613-233-8000 or go to absolutecomedy.ca If you guys want to see me headline, I'd love to see a lot of people coming out this weekend, uh, friends, family, looking forward to it. Um, I watched, uh, Ant-Man Quantumania one of the days this week while I was packing stuff, cleaning, organizing, invoicing. Um, and it was fun. Uh, like, uh, like Guardians of the Galaxy, it was a fun Marvel movie. It's been a long time since we've seen one of those. Um, they introduced, uh, a new villain and kind of, you know, uh, insinuated like this guy was introduced, uh, in Loki, but 
it's kind of like, um, like a lot of the other things, there's like, um, variations of this guy, like this guy's got variants. And so this was one of the more sinister ones. Um, one of the more sinister ones, uh, in the, the universe is supposed to be the new big Thanos type threat. Um, it was a fun movie. It had lots of, of like silly little laughs or whatever, some interesting stuff, but, uh, but in terms of Marvel movies, because for a long time, it was just kind of like, well, I don't care. Nothing's happening. It was fun. Ant-Man Quantumania. It's on uh, Disney+. Plus. Feel free to watch it if you like. I enjoyed it. Um, another movie that we watched uh, for Crystal's birthday was the movie Evil Dead Rise. So uh, original Evil Deads, I think I had told you guys in probably the last episode, um, just coincidentally, uh, the uh, the original Evil Deads were done by Sam Raimi, the same guy who did the new Multiverse of Madness Doctor Strange movie and had done the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. So the original Evil Deads were kind of like these campy sort of horror movies where it was like half funny, half like sp- supposed to be scary. And um, the, like, like the very first one was probably the closest to it. And then the second one was more goofy. And then Army of Darkness was like, like slapstick comedy horror um, which seemed to be more of the case in like the, the multiverse of madness style. So like when you get Sam Raimi, you're like, uh, I, I, I feel like I know what I'm getting. Um, and of course he had those big, stupid, long stare, like, like as much as like, it wasn't scary in the Spider-Man movies. Um, Sam Raimi had like these, just the, the, the venom thing was stupid. The, the him and Mary Jane constantly having these long staring sessions at each other and all sorts of other goofy shit. It was just like, uh, I, I just, I don't think I'm a big Sam Raimi guy. The guy knows, like, I think he knows horror because there's a lot of movies that came over that were like, you know, produced by Sam Raimi or executive produced by Sam Raimi. And sometimes you'll have guys, you know, like there's been movies where it's like, oh, produced by Tarantino. And you're like, Ooh, the Tarantino name. It's like, yeah, but he had nothing to do with it. He just thought that, Hey, that's a good movie. And I'm going to help, you know, make sure it gets, you know, off the ground and, and, and made, um, For example, with Sam Raimi, like the movie, the grudge, the original one, uh, it, it was not Juwan, which was the Asian one, but like Sam Raimi's like, oh, we should, we should do that, you know, here or whatever it is. And kind of like helps to like to, to do adaptations. So the guy knows what like good, good horror is just when he does it, it seems to be like too funny. It's, it's more humor than it is actual horror. So having said that they, they tried to reboot the, uh, I guess not reboot because it wasn't his movie, but they tried to do an evil dead movie that was all just like horror. And, uh, I think they did a relatively good job, but the, the main character, Ash short for Ashley, who Bruce Campbell plays, um, was not in it. They didn't do an Ash character. They just did a bunch of the other kids at the, at the cottage and, you know, dealing with the, the, the book of the dead. Well, evil dead rise is like the, the trailers and everything with like some mother that gets taken by the, the, the thing and, uh, you know, like starts going after her kids. Um, we watched it, the acting in it, a lot of the acting in it was, was quite poor. Uh, the woman who did the, the, who played the mother, who was basically also playing like a, a deadite or whatever they used. They cuts what they called them in the, what do you call it? Uh, the, the evil dead Sam Raimi versions, um, the deadites. So she did a good job. Um, and then there was this little girl who was very, very cute, like the little teeniest, tiniest daughter. Um, she did an okay job for, for being a little kid. Like she did, she did pretty good. And she was a very, very cute little kid. 
Um, but the the older brother or the sister uh, uh, over actors by a lot. The the sisters uh, sister to the mother and the aunt to the children. Uh, that that character, the the sister aunt, um, she was a little over the top in her acting. The movie was a was an entertaining watch, but just overall, like the acting was bad, um, and the writing was kind of stupid on it as well. It didn't make a lot of sense. But if you like those type of movies, like it's a fine horror movie if you're looking for one to watch. You won't be like pissed that you watched it. It's just um, Crystal's a part of these horror movie groups. She's parts of lots of different groups on Facebook. And so something, some new horror movie comes out, you know, like people will get chatting about it and she'll, she'll say to me, oh yeah, like this, you know, this movie, this one here, yeah, it's getting in the group says it's great. So like, this was one that everyone said was great. And, uh, you know, I'm starting to find, I'm starting to, to really not think that this group is particularly credible because I've watched a lot of the stuff that they said was good and, uh, and it ends up being like meh to bad, but, um, Hey, I'm always open to taking recommendations for, for horror movies. So that was a little bit, um, Ant-Man, I watched by myself here at my house, uh, while I was packing and doing work. And then of course, for, for Sunday night, Crystal's birthday, we, we took a knee on all the packing and prepping and organizing and coordinating and everything. Um, and we just watched evil dead rise. Like I said, it was fun. It was, uh, it was entertaining, Yet, um, like we, we were entertained yet. We kept mentioning how shitty the acting was and how stupid, you know, this or that. And the plot was or whatever. So, um, you know, either way, my, my, my beauty had a nice birthday and, uh, that was that. So something big news that I want to share with you guys is, um, this was something that, uh, was like alluded to me early last week and it's been up and down. And like the guy who's interviewing for it is out of town until this week and all sorts of stuff like that. Um, I didn't want to start talking about it and jinx it. I, I also was like, like, there's just a lot going on. So, uh, Ryan, my buddy, my co-pilot through the, um, the hometown hockey tour, uh, Ryan was, uh, was getting ready to go on some tour of the United States, uh, driving a truck for some event. And, uh, and he reached out to me earlier last week was like, Hey man, uh, they just decided they wanted a second driver. Are you interested? And I was like, yes, I would be interested and I'm available and all that other stuff. And he was like, cool. We're going to be doing, uh, like a tour of Canada and the U S promoting, uh, Ed Sheeran's, uh, like new hot sauce, uh, and I was like, oh, that's very cool. Um, yeah, it's called Tingly Ted's whatever. And apparently it's supposed to be like the hot sauce of ketchup or the ketchup of hot sauces in the sense that like, it's a sauce, but it's not like a, like a dab, you know, shake it and it spits out little bits of hot sauce, like not little bits, but, um, it's supposed to be more of like a, you know what I mean? Like when you get like a sweet and sour sauce for chicken nuggets or whatever, where like you dip it in it, like you, you coat, um, so it's, it's more of a thick sauce that you would use. Um, so it's called tingly Ted's and, um, we're going to be, uh, following Ed Sheeran's, uh, concerts. So while he's inside performing, we're going to be outside, uh, doing these big, um, activations, like promoting the, the sauce. So giving people samples of the sauce and things like that. And we are going, uh, to a couple locations in Canada, and then we're doing some driving in the U S as well. So we're basically following his tour. So, um, starting particularly early in June, I am going to be, uh, going to Toronto, uh, and then Boston, Pittsburgh, Detroit, Nashville, Iowa, Chicago, and Vancouver. 
So every week we're going to be in a different market following his tour and promoting his, his hot sauce. And it's even under, uh, uh, during the, the call the other day, um, I'm under the impression based on what they said that even Ed himself will come out afterwards and maybe just check it out and see what's going on and maybe take some pictures or something like that. So, um, I'm excited. Um, I'm, I'm also very nervous because I basically just move into my new home and then I'm already gone again. Another thing that's stressing me out is that, you know, I want to get a chance to be with, with my family and, and sort of break in our new home, but I'm going to be fucking gone and gone for like six, seven weeks. You know what I mean? So it's almost like we just move in and then I'll be back in two months. Like it's a lot going on, but I'm excited guys. Like there's lots of stories from the road that I'll have for you. A lot of places I've never been before. I've never been to Boston. I've never been to Pittsburgh. Um, I've been to Windsor, but never Detroit. You know, I've never been to Nashville, never been to Iowa, never been to Chicago. I've been to O'Hare in Chicago, but never been there. And then Vancouver I've been once, but you know, if you listen to the podcast, you know what I thought of Vancouver. So I'm hoping to be able to, to enjoy a better part of Vancouver this time, but Looks like your boy's going to be on the road, uh, most of the summer. In fact, uh, even when I come back, apparently, um, I'm going to have a couple, uh, things in Niagara Falls, some grand openings and stuff like that. Um, so like, like a lot coming up, a lot to coordinate. It's, uh, it's a ton, but, um, that's the, the, the work that I'm in. That's the line of work I'm in and I'm, I'm happy to do it. So, um, the podcast has been kind of all over the place. I've really just been sort of like chanting at you, uh, like all the stuff that I did, but like for, for a little period, um, there's been a lot, there's been a couple things over the last two days, but I'll save those for the next podcast because, uh, just because I'm late delivering, it doesn't mean I gotta, I gotta let go. And plus I had two extra days that should have been on the, the previous podcast, just never would have had a time to, uh, to, to record it. So, um, I dig you guys I'm headlining. I'm, I'm going to hit stop on this. I'm going to produce it real quick. And then I'm going to jump in the shower and get ready to do, uh, the first full headline night. There's no pro-am tonight. It is me and two other comics. Um, call 613-233-8000. If you're in the Ottawa area and you want to see the show, go to absolutecomedy.ca and you can, and you can book tickets. Um, I'm there. Uh, nobody will hear this before tonight's show, but, but there's two shows Friday, two shows Saturday, one show Sunday. I would love to see you guys. I'm there until the 28th. Um, if you guys have any interest in those things, I mentioned guitar, whiskey, bong, some board games, dining room table. We've got all sorts of other shit too. Like we're getting rid of stuff. Um, and again, I've got a lot of listeners in Ottawa. If you're out of town, Hey, look, I'm sorry. And, and you might not have even been interested. You can even pretend that, Oh my God, had I been there, Josh, I would love to have picked those things up, but, uh, there's just some things we can't take with us and I'd rather see it, you know, go to a friend or a, a onesie or something like that. But if any of that stuff is like, Oh, you know what? That wouldn't be too bad. Or I gotta, you know, I know somebody I wouldn't mind giving a guitar to as a gift or some shit. I don't know, but let me know. Um, I've even got like fucking laptop bags and, and wood burning sets that we're getting rid of. Um, like, like, you know, craft sort of burning letters into wood and stuff like that. We got all sorts of crystal has a ton of stuff that she's getting rid of, but like, this is all stuff that's in good condition. So if anybody's interested in that, whatever, um, please send me an email, contact the one man podcast. Let me know what's going on with you. If you tried those meal kits, you know, what did you think of them? Have you seen any movies? Um, you know, like any tips that you would say for a move or for organizing, um, you know, I'm open to it. I just love to communicate with you guys. Um, I, I, I dig spending uh, time with you and having you guys, you know, in my life coming up this week, um, shy of, of me finishing my week at absolute comedy, um, theoretically, hopefully, uh, the, the family that's in our home right now will be moved out this weekend. 
And um, with any luck, we'll get the keys sooner rather than later. I would love to get the keys on Monday, the 29th, I believe is the date. I would love to get the keys those days because we have so much shit to move in. And every single day counts at this point, uh, especially knowing that I'm leaving next month. Like every single day to, to get stuff in makes a difference. It's so, so, so important. Um, so, so really looking forward to that. Um, more packing, uh, you know, things like that, more, more details on, uh, on this tour and I'll give them to you guys as I get them. But, uh, but I love you guys. I appreciate the fact that you're listening. I I'm sorry that this one, I, I, I I'm never happy with these, you know, I like telling you guys what's going on with me, but I, I, I don't think that this is like a comedy podcast per se where oh, everything's funny. Just right now, everything's so stressful there. There doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of, lot of humor, but um, I appreciate you guys listening to what's going on. If you have any questions, like that's what I'm saying, like message me, send me the, the, the emails because I appreciate you guys being out there. Um, I'm actually pretty jazzed. Actually, Sean, my buddy, Sean, I was saying, Hey, like I might end up out there, whatever. I had mentioned it last week. I wasn't hundred percent sure, but, um, I can say Sean that I will be in the Vancouver area from, I believe these are the working dates, August 31st to September 3rd. So, um, reach out and, uh, I'll let you know, like the schedule of everything that I'm doing. And maybe there's an opportunity for us to get together. Um, but again, like in this kind of stuff, like dates change, but that's the working date that I have right now. So we do this tour. I come back early August, uh, like the first week, and then there's a hiatus. And then we finished the very last location in Vancouver, uh, at the end of August. So, oh guys, best, best days of our lives. Everything's gonna be great. Everything's gonna be fantastic. Um, I, I hope that you guys have a phenomenal week. Um, I hope that you're enjoying yourselves. Um, would love to hear what's going on with you. Would love to see at your show. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon.
about those who swing both ways, ACDCs. Let's make it out, baby. the total. 